Hi, I'm Jasmine and you're listening to Lifesavers, the podcast by the RNLI, the charity that saves lives at sea. In this new series, I'll be talking to lifeboat volunteers and lifeguards on call to rescue someone by the water, even in a global pandemic. Throughout 2020, these Lifesavers have been launching day and night to bring someone safely back home to the ones who love them. They're saving lives and saving families. This week, we meet Amanda, who was rescued with her 12-year-old son Ellis and her friend Donna by Arnali lifeguards at Perrinporth Beach in Cornwall. They pulled Amanda to safety from a flash rip that was sucking her into a bigger, more dangerous current out at sea. I tried to swim in to my depth and I realised I couldn't, that the water was flowing against me, pushing me out to sea. So uh, my friend told me that I needed to move over and I mouthed to her that I couldn't because I didn't want to uh, alert my son to the danger that I was in. A few weeks after she was rescued, Amanda and Ellis were virtually reunited with the lifeguards who kept their family together this summer and they took us along to listen in. But first let's hear from Amanda and her story of what happened on the beach. I was on a family holiday uh, with a friend and my 12-year-old son in Cornwall. We decided to go to Perrinporth Beach for the day uh, because my friend had spent a lot of time there as a child and was reminiscing. So we went out bodyboarding, having a great time, getting great waves, just brilliant. We were just about to come in and thought we'd just get a few more waves. Um, I started paddling to catch the wave. I missed the wave and I went to stand up and I was suddenly out of my depth. I tried to swim in to my depth and I realised I couldn't, that the water was flowing against me, pushing me out to sea. So uh, my friend told me that I needed to move over and I mouthed to her that I couldn't because I didn't want to uh, alert my son to the danger that I was in. She then went to grab me to stop me floating out further. and She also got caught in the riptide. So my son then also tried to get us and my friend said no don't and he asked what he should do and uh, she said go and get help there was dumping waves coming down on us and we were being tumbled and then every time a wave dumped down on us I honestly thought it was going to be we were going to die the life bath came out to us and we tried to grab on but the waves were so high and, and and dumping down that they shouted us to let go of the raft otherwise the raft would have turned upside down and then all the crew would have been in the water Uh, And then a jet ski came up and said to me, get on, get on. And I had no strength left to get on. Um, But I managed to find the strength from somewhere and crawled to the back of the jet ski where there was a floating device. um, And he managed to take me into into the beach. I literally collapsed on the beach. I had no energy left. And I looked up, scanned the beach for my friend and for my son. And I saw my son. Um, And then I had an agonising five minute wait looking for my friend to see if she had survived the rescue and um, eventually I saw her walking up the beach. I I just can't believe that I nearly lost my life and everything changed in a second, literally a second. We'd just gone to the beach for a few hours bodyboarding in the sunshine during the summer holidays and my son could have been going home on his own, leaving the beach in Perrinporth without his mum. It just just doesn't bear thinking about You never think it's going to be you. You never think it's going to be you. Amanda, her friend Donna and her son Ellis were all brought to safety. So given the chance, what would she say to the lifeguards who came to her rescue? And to supporters like you, whose donations made it possible for them to save her? 
I just want to say to the RNLI, thank you so much. Without you, we wouldn't be here today. My son would be an orphan and, um, and you're all volunteers, you're all heroes. And please, if you can donate to the RNLI, it would mean so much. And if you can't, please, please visit their website and read the beach safety advice because it could be you or your friends or family. If you could just spread the word, it would mean the world to me. Thank you so much. After Amanda shared her story with us, we arranged for her and her son to have a virtual reunion with the Perrinporth lifeguards who helped keep their family together that day. For the first time since leaving the beach, they came face to face with James. So I, I was senior lifeguard on the day uh, and I was on the, on the ski for the rescue. So that's the, the jet ski or the RWC as we call it. Harvey. I was just on the board as uh, my first season as lifeguard. George. This is my sixth season doing this now. And I was driving the, the IRB, that's a big orange boat. And Charlie, who you'll meet a little later, as the lifeguards were coming to the end of their shift during the time of recording. So what would Amanda say to the people who saved her life? And would they remember it in the same way she does? Let's find out. Hi. Well, first of all, guys, it's making my hair stand on end seeing you all because it's all just flooded back to me. Um, I just want to say, you know, you saved my life. I can never thank you enough. Um, I can't believe how quickly the situation changed. You know, I had no idea we were in trouble and just changed in a second, literally in a second. And you just do such an amazing job. You're all heroes. You're such amazing people. You're just incredible, incredible people. And I will always thank you so much. I can't, I just can't thank you enough. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, thank you. <laughs> I mean, maybe, could you tell me what happened on the day from your perspective when you knew we were in trouble? And... I'll summarise it from my, my perspective. Oh, Charlie's here. Charlie was uh, the crewman of, um, of, of George's boat. I have right. So, um, yeah, I mean, just um, just touching on that question from, from my perspective, um, we were getting towards low tide and, and low tide at Perrinporth is notoriously quite dangerous. And that's why you saw the area kind of shrinking. Um, at that point in time, there was about one person in the rip. And that's when we sent Harvey in on, on the rescue board. So as I was running to the jet ski from the truck. I actually didn't know that the situation was developing even more rapidly. In my mind, there was about one person in that rip and Harvey was on the yeah. case. And I got to the ski. I immediately made my way over there, and as I got there, I saw that the IRB was in a pretty tricky situation with five, six people kind of around it and all kind of just going for some sort of flotation. And 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 the, the place that everyone was in was, was quite tricky. And what we really wanted to do on the craft was nip in, pick you guys up as quickly as possible, turn immediately and run because what we want to avoid is picking people up and then having to punch as we call it waves so that's when you go through waves so so i came around and i actually identified another lady and i went to pick her up and i had her in one hand and was sort of guiding her to the mat and she couldn't get on the mat and i i punched a wave and lost contact with her during that punch so i spun i spun back round and then identified you, Amanda, and did the same. I think I grabbed you as I did with the other lady, but then I let go because I wanted two hands on the controls for that for that punch. Yeah. So we're punching yeah. that one, and you're holding, I believe, the handle by the by the by the seat. You managed to 
trying to get on the mat, I think upside down and back to front. And I was very yes, worried. Yeah. And, and what I wanted to do then was just put in a hard turn and get us out of there, essentially. We we just beached up and uh, uh, and, and your son was on the beach. And, and that was it from my perspective. Um, but the guys in the boat and, the, and Harvey on the board will have a completely different perspective because they were there a tiny bit sooner and, and saw different things and picked up different people. Can I just add to that? Um, you know, I was upside down. I was the wrong way. And you asked me to turn over. Yeah. That, the reason I didn't turn over was because I, I felt I didn't have enough strength in one hand to hold on if a wave hit me. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought I can hold on and I stayed the way upside down. And to be honest, when, when people are in, in bad situations like that, it never goes as it says in the textbook, ever. Yes, yes. There's always something that's wrong or will go wrong or something that will be slightly outside of what we do in a sort of training exercise. And that's just the nature of it. Uh, yeah. Once I saw you were able to hold on, I was happy. I just didn't, I didn't want to lose you off the mat in that area because then I think in my mind I was thinking at that point I would probably have to abandon the craft uh, and Gosh. keep you keep you afloat just on my own. We we, we sorted it out and it, it was um, <laughs> one of the sketchiest rescues I've been involved in. You could probably tell because there may have been a few um, <laughs> moments of choice language which I do apologise for. No, not at all. I could tell by the tone of your voice that it was, you know, you need to find the energy from somewhere. We got it and we sort it out and yeah. Can I hear it from the other guys' perspectives yeah. as well? Yeah, oh, is that okay? We were swapping vehicles at the time, so we were up in a rotation on the two vehicles on the beach. And so as we were swapping, I looked back and saw a hand go up in the ocean. And so I drove the quad bike over to the boat. And as I was on the way, Charlie was already there. So we launched the boat and just kind of tried to get out there as quickly as possible. But then as soon as we got there, because everyone was in such panic and didn't really know like what to do, they all just kind of grabbed onto the boat. But I think I grabbed you from underneath the boat and you, you kind of latched onto one of the handles. Um, but you were like on the driver's side. And my main kind of worry is driving the craft and having to keep it straight through the waves. Because the boat's yes. a lot lighter than the RWC, each wave that hits, it kind of like really reacts it. So um, because of where you were, if we didn't get you off the handle, the boat would have gone over and there'd been no use for anyone because there were so many people in the water. What we did was we kicked you off and then came back around and was watching you and James would come on the ski yeah. to pick you up. When I was holding on and you said to let go, you know, it was just so, oh, my God, I thought I was going to be saved and now I'm not going to be saved. It was, you know, and it's kind of you don't have any strength. You lose your strength quite quickly. And I didn't think I was going to have another strength to be able to grab hold again. I thought maybe that another wave was going to dump down on the boat and that everybody would be washed out. I thought it was either that or maybe that my, my hand would have been broken or something. And then you would have had to try and recover, you know, a person with an injury in the water. So I did get it, but it was just like, oh, God, I thought I was going to be rescued, and now I'm not. <laughs> and for us, we want to get as many people in the boat as possible. And so telling someone to let go of the boat in that situation is something that we just don't want to, don't want to do, but we had no other choice. Yeah, like, yeah, now I get that. Yeah, it's either get you off the boat and get you a, a little bit later or have to just abandon the boat and just grab everyone instead. But in that situation, everyone's in so much danger, we would have just had to kind of, grab people and just sit and wait with them until we kind of got washed oh. in. Yeah, it, it all happened so quickly, really. Kind of in the moment, it felt like we were there for ages. But when we got back to shore and looking back on it, it was like, actually, that was 
you know, like five minutes after that kind of yeah. how it happened. Really? Yeah. yeah, it felt like about 15 minutes to me, but I mean, obviously it feels longer in the water. I think, as well, with the boat, we were, so we, we were the first on scene, I think, as well, weren't we? When you've got eight people all waiting for help, you've got to try and make an assessment of which of those eight people you need to get to first. Um, but there was a couple of times that the boat really got lifted over, um, and there was a couple of times where it got, got to close to losing the boat. But I think if we'd have had, if we'd have tried to get sort of everyone in the boat at once, it would have just completely lost control. And then the boat flips, everybody's out of the water. Yeah. And everyone's in an even yeah. more dangerous position than they were before. So. And can I ask you the million dollar question? Can I, could we have done something different? Were you calling us or had it just suddenly take us, taken us out? Do you know? So low tide does get more dangerous at Perrinport and it does get more rippy. But if you have a small sort of sandbank collapse or if you have a large set of waves come in and, and more water going out, you, you get what we call little flash rips uh, and you okay. can't really predict them. And I think what we had was a, just a small flash rip go that, that then sucked you into the sort of main body of that big rip. So it was, it was just yes. one of those things that happens in the sea, you know, as, as things happen in kind of the mountains or, or any outdoor environment, the, the, sure. these odd, unpredictable um sort of instances and yeah just just part and parcel of being in the water really firstly you were at a lifeguarded beach and secondly you did put your hand up for help yeah um so that's the all, sort of all you can really do is just wait for assistance and then and then just be patient and try and stay calm i mean the, yes. the only thing i would say from my perspective out of the sort of eight or so people that that were in that rip i saw about three bodyboards floating with no owners and yeah. I, I don't know whether this yes. was you or others or whether they were just lost because of the power of the waves and, and poor leashes. But I've seen yes. a lot of the time is people get into trouble and abandon their bodyboard, which is just the, the absolute worst thing. you yes. can do. Because it, If you sit on your bodyboard, the, the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to get a large wave break on your head. And when you come up from that, you can then get back on your bodyboard. If you get rid of it, you, yes. you've just lost essentially the thing that's going to keep you alive. The, the board that Donna came in on was actually my board and it had been ripped off, the leash had been ripped off my ankle. Um, but I think it's because we were sharing boards, I probably hadn't done the leash up properly. But but it actually saved her life because she grabbed it when I was on the um, jet ski. The experience hasn't kind of scared you from going back in the sea or anything like that? Uh, I'm not scared, but I would definitely come and talk to the lifeguards in the morning and just say, what's the conditions out like there today? You know, I would just be a lot more mindful. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you guys. You're just, you're just incredible guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for saving mum. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. No thank you. A big thank you to Amanda and the RNLI lifeguards at Perrinporth for letting us be part of your online meetup. And thank you at home for listening. We're sorry that you may have been able to hear some audio glitches in this story, but what would 2020 be without some technical trouble? If you're enjoying the series, it would mean so much to us if you could leave us a five-star rating on iTunes to help other people find our series and hear our stories. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>